0: Hi, everyone. It's Elisa Gallagher, and this is There's More to Our Story. Welcome back to There's More to Our Story. It is great to be back. This is a solo episode for me today, and I wanted to share my personal thoughts about the topic of AI, artificial intelligence, uh, and generative AI, specifically with regards to its application in the arts and the entertainment industry. This is a pretty important topic right now in the industry, and it is just one of several issues that are front and center in the contract negotiations with the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, and SAG-AFTRA as well, and their not contract negotiations with the AMPTP, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. You know, as someone who considers myself a creative person and an artist who has spent a significant amount of time of my life working on and developing skills and finding ways to explore and express my creativity uh, as a singer and an actress and a producer, a storyteller, and now, yes, even as a podcast host who is looking to share women's stories in hopes of inspiring the film and television industry to expand the roles and the narratives they have about and for women. But today, I wanted to dedicate an episode to this topic, this important topic, and to share some of my personal thoughts about it. I really felt compelled to share some of my concerns about this emerging technology, and what I see as well some potential risks and some really potential serious unintended consequences if it's misused or misapplied especially when we're talking about the creative arts so like i said these are my personal thoughts and i expect there will be many people listening who will not share my feelings about this and that's okay but i still feel a responsibility to at least speak up and about this at this at this moment in time So let me explain what inspired me to really pause and reflect about my own thoughts about this and what my concerns about this are. It was a post that came up on my LinkedIn feed a couple of weeks ago. It was just a post by someone who shared the results of an image generated when he was testing AI. He was playing around with it, and the post basically stated that photography and food were two of his hobbies. So he typed in some criteria, and it generated a photograph of food. Well, the poster then asked what people thought about the results, and also about the human and economic implications. I didn't comment because... Well, quite frankly, my thoughts about this topic couldn't easily be summed up in a comment. That being said, it wasn't his specific post that bothered me, really. It was actually one of the comments and his response to the comment that, well, prompted me needing to think about this. And and it, it actually prompted me to write something because I had to get all of my thoughts and feelings that were swirling around in my head about it out of my head. So I did. I wrote something, I shared it with some people, and then I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna record an episode about this and share my thoughts. So the comment was quote, it's pretty darn cool. Someone like myself, who has a vast imagination with little artistic abilities, will now be able to create art. Smiley face, unquote. The response to that comment was then, definitely, the speed and cost will drastically reduce. And you know what? That comment and his response to it haunted me for days. I was thinking about it, and and for me, it seems like it's a perfect example for understanding why this is one of the key issues for both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, because artists actually understand a little bit about what is at stake right now with all of this AI infatuation, especially with regards to the arts. So I just want to talk about the commenter. He has decided that by typing some sort of scenario, he comes up with in his head into a chat box and having AI spit out a result, which, by the way, is simply a robot pulling from a database made from other humans' efforts and creativity means that he can now create art. Well, no, that's actually not what that means. That's not someone creating art. That's not how art works. You're not taking the time to explore your vast imagination and discovering any personal ways to express it. You're not taking the time to, to develop a possible skill or talent. You're not risking creating something from your own efforts. No, there's no risk or feelings or personal expression, or in my opinion, anything remotely resembling the creation of art. But the commenter somehow thinks, because he can come up with a description and have a robot spit out a result, that by his own admission is beyond his personal capability, it suddenly makes him an artist. You know, if someone, if all someone is doing is asking technology to search the web and then replicate the works of actual other humans, and then having it spit out some, something in the style of those actual artists, that's not you creating art. It may be an efficient way to spit out an AI-generated replica of someone else's art after entering some vast imaginative sentence into a chat box, but it's not creating art. Now let's look at the response everything you need to know about the mindset of so many people rushing to embrace AI technology in a simple sentence, the speed and cost will be reduced. Meaning this is about money. It's always about money, right? seems like everything in the world of capitalistic corporate greed in the end comes down to how much money they can make from it. It's always about how to maximize profits For the people at the top, typically, and the shareholders, at the expense of pretty much everything and everybody else. Maybe, just maybe, we should pause for a moment and listen to the warnings of the tech people, from the tech people who actually developed this stuff. Like a Google employee who recently resigned from his position so he could speak out about the dangers of this technology, the technology he himself helped to develop. Or maybe listen to some of the leaders in the field of AI who have been testifying before Congress, advocating for regulations and guardrails around this technology. No, let's not listen to the tech people who probably know more about this technology than most people who are telling us to stop and to regulate. And in some cases, actually saying shut it all down. Now, what we want to think about is how this will be more efficient. Let us imagine how great our next quarterly earning predictions may look. Let's think of how many human jobs we can eliminate by having the robots just spit out shit, stealing from the work of actual humans who created the database that the AI is searching from to generate the art. What it seems to me is people, what people are talking about is using it as a quick fix. And it's being reframed as a cost-saving efficiency by those who are imagining how they can profit from it by not having to pay actual human artists for their work. And I really think we need to pause and think about how a piece of technology, which may very well have been developed with the intention of making our lives better, and I have no doubt can have positive uses when applied appropriately, and can be an efficiency tool under some circumstances. But in my opinion, if it is applied in the world of artistic expression and creativity, It will just be another thing that drives us further away from each other. One more step separating us from our own humanity and creating distance between actual human beings. And I would like people to stop and think about the human cost that will be reduced if, God forbid, we start relying on robots to create art. Pause and consider the possible, and in my opinion, the very likely unintended consequences of removing humanity from the creation of art. Why? Because robots can't feel or express, say, empathy. This technology can't feel and then express passion or shame or fear or vulnerability because it doesn't feel those emotions it doesn't have the capacity to do that all it can do is pull from what was already created by actual human artists artists who risked who developed a skill who tried failed and tried again who tapped into vulnerabilities and did feel human emotions, and then found a way to express those emotions and what was in their imagination. And don't get me started about the implications all of this is having in the field of education. That's another terrifying development coming out of this awesome new technology yet we're watching it unfold in front of us, and so many are so fascinated by it. They're refusing to pause, to stop and think about what any of it actually means. To quote a famous film, they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, that they didn't stop to think if they should. And congratulations if you recognize that quote by Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. People actually think it's cool that technology will create their art. It should scare the shit out of anyone listening to this. Because it's not cool for me. And it's not fun for me to imagine how this great new AI-generated technology can make things faster and cheaper simply by removing humans from the equation. And that is what we're talking about again. All I see it is, it's one more way for technology to separate us from ourselves, from the parts of us that actually bring us closer together. The things that make this entire thing called life worth anything at all. You know, I'd like you to consider something for me. if you're home or when you get home if you're listening and listening uh, to this, away from home. I'd like you to consider beyond family members and friends and pets if you have them, beyond the the life connections that bring value to your life, our lives, I would like you to think about some of the things that you chose to surround yourself with and how they make you feel. What do you have around you? What do you choose for your home? Do you have books? Are there things hanging on the wall? Any colors or fabrics? Do you have decor and items on your shelves? Do you have a television? Do you spend any time with your loved ones watching a favorite TV series or movie? What about music? Do you listen to music? Do you listen at your home and in your car? All of it. All of what I just named and so many other things that I haven't. All of those things were created by an artist. Somewhere along the way, someone, a human artist, imagined, wrote, sang, designed, painted, drew, colored, crafted, acted, edited, performed, created those things you choose to have around you, the types of things most of us choose to have around us. Why? Because those things, all of those things which started with an artist somewhere, reflect our humanity back to us. That's what art is. That is what art does and what artists do for us whether they share their art through music or writing or acting or painting or designing or photography or whatever form of expression. Art isn't about getting a computer to replicate the perfect image and calling it art. That's literally the opposite of art. To quote Renoir, regularity, order, desire for perfection, destroy art. Irregularity, is the basis of all art. And artists have such an important role in our society. Art and creativity itself help us experience our own humanity. Artists help us express and feel empathy and compassion and connection. They connect us to each other and to nature. To beauty and pain, to failure and triumph, to heartbreak and grief, to joy and redemption. The things that make us human. Removing humanity from art is not cool. And in my personal opinion, it is dangerous. And all I can do is stand in solidarity with those who are raising the alarms. Especially in the industry right now, I stand in full solidarity with the WGA and um, in support of sag and their negotiations. And in my own way, I want to help raise the alarm, which is why I'm recording this episode. You know, artists artists understand that the qualities that make life meaningful are the things that make us human. Love, connection, compassion, joy, heartbreak, fear, courage, passion. Those qualities cannot ever be measured by some metric equation on a spreadsheet. Speed and cost reduction is not, nor should it ever be, a standard by which art is measured. Ever. And I'm not saying that when it comes to the film and television industry, there aren't costs associated with it. Of course, there are costs. There are budgets. There are restraints and boundaries in which people have to express their creativity. And, And I'm not saying the industry shouldn't embrace new technology. It has always and will continue to find new ways to use technology to express creativity. But there are always human artists at the core. That human spark, that human connection at the basis, at the core, must always remain in place, always. The one thing that I can say I agree with from the original poster's response, if AI goes unchecked, especially when it comes to art, is that the cost will be dramatically reduced. But in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. It's the cost of humanity itself that is at stake. Thank you so much for listening and giving me the space to share my thoughts and concerns. As I said at the beginning, there are many who do not share these concerns. And that's okay. These are some of my personal concerns, at least when it comes to the topic of AI and the arts. And of course, I fully recognize none of my concerns may ever come to pass. The future could absolutely play out in wonderful ways. And that is my hope. But I still felt that I should at least share my concerns because it's it's such an important topic right now and I'm very passionate about this, as you probably can tell. Because, you know, the entertainment industry is an industry that has so much to offer, but it also has enormous reach, an enormous ability to influence and shape culture for the good or the bad. So with that comes enormous responsibility. And right now, as I speak, there are many who are literally standing on the front lines raising alarm bells, who genuinely understand the importance of getting this one right. The industry will dramatically change if we get this one wrong, and the human cost could be far greater than we might imagine. So, that's it. Those are my thoughts. I will be back with a couple of more solo episodes in the future and some great conversations coming up with uh, some, return, some new guests that I'm really excited for you to hear. So thanks again. I'm glad to be back. And um, always remember, there is always more to our story. There's More to Our Story podcast was created by and is produced by me, Alisa Gallagher, your host. Theme music is by Andy Littlewood.